Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. I'm Jesse Vaughn, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Matt. Matt, how you doing, dude? I'm doing all right. Good. So I'm very excited for this episode, and I think you can probably tell this because I've asked you like 12 times if we can do it, which I know you're busy and I'm busy. Mm. But today we are going to uh, kind of jump back a couple years in our life to the music that we used to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it'd be really fun to kind of go back and listen to that and kind of talk about it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, to give the listeners some kind of an idea of why this is so exciting and important, um, Matt and I growing up as identical twin brothers uh, <laughs> um, we shared a lot of things together and because we lived in the country we had to drive really far to get anywhere cool or important so we spent a lot of time listening to music together in the car and that became a really big part of our bonding experience as brothers so like a lot of really great memories from living at home involve Matt and I singing or slash screaming music at the top of our lungs in our truck. Hmm. So, Good can, can you relate to that at all? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I want to start. I'm not trying to, like, insult your memory, hmm. but I actually have that book of CDs on my desk right now. Oh, and now I've had I've added a couple of new ones from when we lived together, lived at home. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many of those you can name off the top of your head. Now they're not that many, and listen to them a lot. But what do you think? You want to see how many I can get? Yeah, I th- hold on. Let me count them. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven. Seven. Um, well, the good news is. When you left for college, you left all the CD cases in the truck, but took all the CDs out of them, which is kind of cruel of you, but helpful for this uh, competition years later. Um, so definitely Night Visions. By Imagine Dragons. By Imagine Dragons. Easy. Definitely uh, Bad Blood by Bastille. Correct. That's on there. Oh, What a Life by American Authors. Correct. Um, Smoke and Mirrors by Imagine Dragons. Also correct. Uh, Vessel, 21 Pilots. Yep. Blurry Face, 21 Pilots. Yep. Uh, I don't know that you have it now, but you used to have X and Y by Coldplay. Okay, I'm surprised because that one's in there and that's the one I counted. I really wasn't sure you were going to get that one. Oh, yeah, that was an oldie, man. And then... I don't I don't think I can think of any others. Yeah, looking in this, all the other ones I have in here are things that I bought after the fact. Mm. Which is really funny to think that since I lived in high school, I have bought one, two, three, four, five. I bought six CDs since I graduated high school, which is oh. like a super old-fashioned sentence to say. Yeah, that's for sure. They're... I I I have to use them um because the truck the same one that we drove in high school um does not have an aux port at all 
So it's yeah. either CD or tape. Like it was right in between. So um, it's either CDs or the radio. So I, I choose CDs 90% of the time. When I'm not listening to 107.7 La Ley, which is a Hispanic channel. <laughs> that's not even a joke. But You mean to tell me you listen to that like 10% of the time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's a song I've actually discovered. I had to ask Siri what it was because I didn't even know what to type in. There's a song I heard called "In Boca de Todas." Okay, very good song. I don't know what it's talking. I don't know what it's talking about. I don't know what it translates to, but man, it's a good one. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so, a little background on that is we we also listened to a lot of CDs when we lived when we were in high school because. Rural Northwestern Missouri pretty much has classic rock and country music. And uh, we're not big country music people. Now, there was one good station, 96.5 The Buzz, but even that could be spotty. It was pretty spotty. Majority of our time. We, we spent a lot of time just listening to the same albums over and over and over and over again. Um, I was thinking about this. Because I wanted to ask you this question, but I don't think I have a solid answer on it. Which which uh, CD do you think we listen to the most? Ooh, that definitely depends. I have on like the timing. Um, because yeah. like I think it came in some like very strong phases. Oh, yeah, I mean, we sure. would listen to like. We would listen to Bad Blood for like an actual like two weeks. Just cycle through the songs on our way to school and whatnot and then switch to another album for another week or two. And then I mean, it definitely like ebbed and flowed. I agree. I think. So I think we probably listened to Bad Blood the most prior to my senior year of high school for sure but the summer before my senior year of high school is when we got into that uh car accident with clayton when, when i say we i mean me yeah and that is how we were both kind of introduced to 21 pilots was because we totaled his car and we had to get all of his stuff out of his car and move it into ours. It was 2015. 20, yeah, 2015. Because uh, that was the year that Blurry Face came out. I mean, it was it yes. only out for like a couple months at the time. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I've heard a lot of stuff about this band. We should listen to the CD, and we did. And then we very quickly fell in love with that. And do you think we listened to Vessel or Blurry Face more? Mm, I don't know. That's a hard. That's I don't know. Like how to even measure that? It's a little fuzzy right now. Yeah. Like Spotify or iTunes could definitely tell us, but the CD player in the 2001 Ford pickup truck is uh, not going to give us that. Yeah. <laughs> not really a metrics machine, but I think overall it's probably Bad Blood. Just very yeah, probably, which is a solid album, man. It, I, I listened to it top to bottom a while ago because I actually wanted this to be our first episode when I'm glad it wasn't because our first episode was really, it did not turn out well, but I listened to bad blood all the way through and uh, it still bops. It really does. 
And like, I mean, all the songs have like their own like real texture to them, which I think is like part of the real strength of the, the album. But a lot of the messages like are pretty still like prevalent, I think. And like, oh yeah, um, like there's just a lot of diverse kind of like storytelling happening on that album. Because you've got on like top of that, you've got like your uh, like your radio like arena hits. You know, you've got like Pompeii or like Flaws or whatever. And Flaws has like a pretty cool message to it. But then you've got also like near the end of the album, I think we had the deluxe. We had some extra extra ones on the end. But I mean, you had stuff like uh, Durban Skies, which is like a whole other kind of like message it's trying to portray about like the older generation and like respecting their like time as young people, um, which is like out of the blue from what the other stuff is like talking about. So it's like, they're pretty diverse in their like lyrics, you know? Not just that, but even the music itself, it's aged very well. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I really love Imagine Dragons Night Vision album. I think it's their best album. I don't think any one of them since has been as good, but mm. the music definitely sounds like 2012 to me, which is exactly <laughs> when it came out. But like, <laughs> Some of the songs have not aged particularly well. <laughs> That's very true. You listen to it and you're like, oh, is that radioactive? Oh, snap, you know? <laughs> yeah, like seven years, seven, eight years later, my favorite song on that album is not what it used to be. Hmm. Um, now, this is also on the deluxe version, I think, but have you heard The River off of that album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that song would have ever like crossed my mind four or five years ago, mm-hmm. but listening to it like today, definitely my favorite song on that whole album. Mm. It's kind of interesting how that changes over time. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Amsterdam. I like that, that one still hits. Um, and I think literally she's going to, if she listens to this, she's going to laugh. Every time I've brought up that song or it plays when I'm in the car with her, your fiance, Sarah, always says, I used to listen to this song when I would straighten my hair in the mornings in middle school. She's she's brought up literally every time I've come across that song with her. So I think it has a very distinct memory to to her. Yeah, I think think music has its own way of doing that to some extent. Mm. Like the song, like Demons, like... I'm not sure that would be a real hit on the radio today as it was back then. But because I listen to that song so much, I cannot help of thinking of me at like 14, 15 years old. And it makes me never want to listen to the song again. <laughs> That's probably bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this, this is a bad point in my life. I don't want to remember that. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was good. I was fixing the kind of transition. So if you have something to say while on that topic, please proceed. It's all yours. All right. So I kind of want to transition to that's a better part of what we listened to a lot together in the car four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you how much of that has changed now. Like if you were to listen to those albums again, would that seem like kind of in the norm or kind of out of the norm? Mm. Like how has that evolved for you? 
Like, are they still in my listening rotation, like actively or? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of that that I used to listen to. Or if I do listen to those bands, it's different, different work that from since then. Um, about Imagine Dragons. Just kind of all of it in general. Um, now, if it is Imagine Dragons, I'm only listening to Night Visions or Smoke and Mirrors, um, which I also thought was a good album. We've They're, talked about this before. Yeah, and this is this is my opinion. I, so take take that as it as it is. But in my opinion, every album after Smoke and Mirrors has been Garbo, man. It's not even, not a fan. I agree. Uh, all in all, I feel like even parts of Smoke and Mirrors is like not that great. I it think, seems I like think so. this band that no one's ever heard of out of Las Vegas comes out with this album called Night Visions, and everyone's like, "Wow, this is super good. This band is going to be awesome." And then they were just like, "Oh yeah, we're awesome already. We can start doing weird experimental stuff super early." Mm. And so like they've got some like really heavy like Indian acts like influences in that album yeah. yeah like they got a sitar in like three songs on that album good for the see that's i don't mind that as much like be as in- experimental as you want like that's that's what art and creativity is kind of like the the vehicle for but what i what i didn't like so much about the following albums and see even some of the ones on smoking mirrors is they seem to like start aiming for a uh like a formula at least it seemed that way to me where it's like we've had lots of songs on the radio we've been fortunate with that let's try and make some more radio hits and it's like yeah how about you quit quit aiming for you know billboard top 100 and start aiming for art that says something meaningful to you and i know that sounds like an absolute twerp saying that but that's that is how i feel about it i honestly enjoy you ranting like that because I have a lot more respect for your opinion on that being that you actually do create your own music instead of someone like me that sits here and listens to it and is like, oh yeah, that just doesn't mean anything to him. Like, you have a better feel for that than I do. Mm. So. I don't know. I've definitely as small amount of music as I have made and an even smaller amount that I've released definitely not having to deal with uh, formulas or radio but um, i don't know i heard about your tour i don't have a tour but um i am releasing a a full album in april that i'm very very excited for is this the first like public announcement of this? I thought you kept this. We're keeping this on wraps. This is the first public announcement. I decided to do this two minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a first public announcement from Ezra Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a, a set list. I've been working on quite a few of it for very late nights. Don't tell, don't tell people that think I should be sleeping because I haven't been. But... Um, I'm very excited about it. It's a big, it's a big turn stylistically and also lyrically for me. So I'm pretty, pretty jazzed about it. But just uh, 
just to keep your keep your ears open for the coming coming months. Okay, big question though. Are you going to release it on a wider platform than SoundCloud? Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny, but I have been looking into putting it on Spotify. That would be supremely dope because that's so much more accessible for me to listen to, and I love listening to your music. Oh, but I don't like flipping through like SoundCloud. Yeah, dude, I can help it. I feel you. I feel you. I know. I know. That's exciting. I know it's a pain, but I'm I'm very jazzed about it. In fact, you can go ahead and cut this out later or not. I mean, it's your your call. But I think I might send you a demo of one of the songs I've been working on just to. Because I would like to see what you think. Honestly, I'm not trying to have you say, "Oh, wow, this is so good." But I want you to say, "This is what I think about it." For better yes. or for worse. I would love to do that. I I would actually really enjoy that. Oh. Um, no. <sighs> so. Okay. Can you think? I okay. I have. A specific answer to this question in mind for myself so i'm just curious if you have a similar experience mm. were there any like artists or bands that you did not like in high school that you actually really enjoyed now that like you're like oh no way i could ever listen to that and actually it turns out you like it mm, not that i can think of i i listened to like i mentioned earlier hardly anything I used to listen to. So mostly for me, it's just been like discovering new stuff more than like an old, an old uh, enemy or anything like that. That's fair. Um, So like for me personally, like I said, I do have an answer in mind for this. For me, it's Hozier actually. Oh yeah, I know. So his self-titled album, the orange one, I'm calling it the orange one because it's primarily orange. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. That's how I recognize. That's how I recognize it when I'm scrolling through Spotify. It's like, oh, you recently played music. I'm like, ah, the orange one. There it is. Uh, <laughs> it's very visual. Hmm. Um, the only song I'd ever heard off of that album was "Take Me to Church" because it was like right. a huge radio hit. Which is like not a great song. <laughs> yeah, it like it kind of creeped. Like the lyrics kind of creeped me out, and I was like, I don't dig this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to avoid this artist at all costs. And I've kind of changed my mind on that. I was listening to a Spotify curated um, playlist. It was kind of like modern folk kind of music. And there were some Hozier songs in there that I like. Yeah. We are recording again. So mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, that's all good. Um, so just to give the listeners a little bit of a note, we, we, uh, encountered some technical difficulties and we're back. What was the last thing you remember me saying? Uh, you still skip, take me to church, but you think the whole album is Gucci. It is Gucci. I can, I'll, I'll share with you some of my favorite songs later. I'll just like send them to you and you can gradually listen to them if you want, but I was pleasantly surprised with how good the rest of his music actually was. Mm. So for me, going forward with my life, having left home, I I can agree that most of the music we listen to together, 
I don't really listen to much anymore. Yeah. I have, uh, within the past, like, two weeks, been reminded how much I love, like, modern rock music. Um, mm. On my own, I actually spent a good deal of time listening to Fallout Boys from Under the Cork Tree. Yeah, like you, the second album. you used to listen to that quite a bit. It came out in 2005. I had I bought the CD. That's one of the six that I've bought since I left home. And I don't think there's a single bad song on that album. <laughs> of course, I'm biased. I love it. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I've also been listening to uh, Catfish and the Bottleman, which I don't know if you remember them or not. Mm, not at all. Okay, so that was a band I actually discovered from listening to 96.5 The Buzz. Okay, okay. Um, do you do you remember the song Soundcheck? Not by title. I don't want to sing it for you, so I don't think I will. Yeah, don't embarrass yourself if you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's actually... So I think the band is hilarious because... They're a British rock band called Catfish and the Bottleman, which sounds like it should be like a down-home, bluegrass, real romp kind of a thing. Right. But you also... I would really recommend listening to them. But I I have to be honest and cautiously warn you. They are a British rock band, so their opinions on cursing in music are not quite as tight as they are here in America. (laughs) (laughs) So probably it's probably true. Fair warning. Fair warning. I've just skipped the explicit songs. The other ones are still bops. Mm. Whatever. You know, speaking of like music from high school, um, that I don't think about very often. Uh, I don't know what in the world it was that triggered this, like, not necessarily welcome memory, but I I couldn't help but think of the words uh, to that one song. uh, I don't even know who sings it. um, Collide. I don't even know who sings that song, man. It was like the, well, finally, fine. You, because I remember you used to listen to the acoustic version, and you're like, the "Oh, acoustic I know exactly what song you're talking about." You and I, that one. It's Howie Day. Howie Day, what a man! You know, I'm really glad that you decided to sing on the podcast, and that <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, so that one definitely predates like high school. That was much more of like a middle school Jesse. Oh, yeah. That was like with uh oh, was it? That was in my really heavy cold play stage and that with, was uh, middle school. The fray, man. Oh, dude, the fray. Um to say how to save a life or whatever. Yeah, I heard that song at a coffee shop the other day and I was like, "Yep, this still hits." 2012, man. Real. <laughs> Um, oh, man. You know what's interesting is it is funny to like if we're just going to talk very broad scope about our individual tastes in music how they have kind of changed. Mm. I I definitely liked some of that modern rock music 
you know, I I liked Fallout Boy. I will openly admit to listening to like All American Rejects and even Old Panic at the Disco. I liked that stuff a lot, and I still do. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And you were like, at that phase in life, you were just like, I'm listening to nothing but like Mumford and Sons and, <laughs> and Aver Brothers. And I was like, Matt is the folk music weirdo. Yeah. And I like the cool stuff, which really isn't fair. It's, and I now mean... like, fast forwarding, I actually catch myself listening to a lot more of that style of music mm. than I used to. And I know you still do, but you have gotten more into uh, kind of lo-fi influence stuff. Like, that's most of what you've shared with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really am glad that you listened to Mumford and & Sons and Avett Brothers as much as you did. Mm. Because I listened to, like, a couple of their songs very, like, selectively. But I wasn't going to just like dig through an entire album and enjoy it. Sure. And those are two of my favorite bands. Mm. Like for the past, for as long as I've had Spotify, actually, the Avid Brothers have been my number one played band three years in a row. Snap. Sarah and I went and saw Mumford and Sons on their Delta tour back in March, about a year ago now. And it was excellent. All their old songs are still excellent. And so the fact that you listen to that obnoxiously at like 6.30 in the morning learning <laughs> to play your guitar gave me enough of a basis of that that I managed to fall in love with it later on. And so I have to very graciously thank you for that. Oh, well, I know I was not a very considerate roommate. I've had – so I did complain about that a lot at the time. And even like looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, that was not cool for Matt to like get up at 630 and be like, I can practice my ukulele before school. <laughs> but having been in college and now am living in my second apartment with my second set of roommates, you are not even close to the least considerate roommate I've ever had. <laughs> so don't even worry about it. <laughs> mm, well, I, I appreciate that. Um, um but uh yeah i've definitely been i've been listening the last couple of weeks even i've just been kind of shotgunning quite a bit quite a different kind of a different stuff but uh um it's been it's been an interesting romp romp and a riot for sure yeah what's okay so like for me personally like i mentioned with from under the cork tree like that for me is like a really great fallback album for me it's like if i'm in a big musical rut and i'm just like i have no idea what to listen to mm -hmm. i don't want to listen to the same old stuff i don't want to look for something new i can turn that on for like a week two weeks yeah and it kind of gets everything back going do you have anything like that for yourself um like a pick me up kind of thing. Yeah, sure. There's definitely a few songs I know of that are like these are these are happy songs and they will almost always put me in a happy mood. Um like uh It Comes Back to You by Imagine Dragons. 
Look, See, that was one of the very good a, ones on Smoking Mirrors. That's just a happy song. Like I can't listen to that and go, Meh, you know, like I've it's, it's just it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Um, one I've discovered recently to the same effect. Um. Uh, Mister Mister Lee, by Howdy. Mm. It's just a happy song. Like I can't fight it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You shared that one with me, and I. I really enjoyed that one. That's a really cool song. Um, let's see. There's a few others that are slipping my mind currently, but I think it's an important thing that I, I used to kind of wrestle with the the ethics of it, but um, being able to manipulate your own emotions with music, I think, is a, a helpful tool. No, no, I completely agree. Um, um, I used to wonder about that quite a bit, but I think I've come to the conclusion, at least now, that I think it's. I think it can be very helpful. I think so. Do you? I have found a song. It's quite old, actually, but I think it is a great song. If you're in a good mood, if you're in a bad mood, if you're stressed, if you're excited, whatever it is, it seems to fit like every mood for me. Hmm. And that might be kind of springing forward. It might actually be a really nice transition. I kind of asked you in preparation for this, if you could make maybe a tentative list of like your favorite songs. Hmm. Did you actually do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would, honestly, but... Man, that's a colossal feat, man. I know. That's why I wasn't really expecting like a great real response to that. Mm. I had I did start making a list, but it's very hard to narrow down to any specific number. Yeah. But no matter how small the number goes, this song makes the list. And it's yeah. easy by the Commodores. Okay. Like no matter what mood I'm in, it's just good. If I'm like stressed out before a test, that's why I'm easy. Easy like a Sunday morning. If I'm in a good mood, excited, whatever, it it's great. I love that song so much. Sarah is so tired of me playing it. <laughs> I don't play it in front of her anymore. Like she would probably ask me to skip it. She never does. Yeah. If I were to But Mm, I think I don't know. There's just a lot of songs that mean a lot to me. Uh, oh yeah, they're just like they're just like after like a the more time that I spend listening to them, like like the more memories you can associate it with, which just like piles on like the meaning of it, you know. Yeah, that's like a real trip listening to it because like it's like a. Little little trot down memory lane. Oh yeah, but uh, I don't. Let's see. I think um, no hard feelings. Big 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 banger. Uh, Paranoia and B flat major holds a special place in my heart. I love that song. Obviously, Murder in the City is a biggie. Yep, that's Um, on my list. I that one, that one I, will eternally mean something to me. Uh, see, 
I've always related that song back to you very directly. Mm. And of course, to all my family members. But being where I'm at in life, I would really like people will make art out of like old records. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be kind of cool to get the closing lines to that song painted on a record to hang up in Sarah and I's apartment. Oh, yeah. Because like going forward, it's going to mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm not going to say that line because if our listeners haven't heard that song, I'm not going to spoil it. Go listen to it. I played this song Jesse's senior year of camp when he was leaving for college, and I wept like a big fat baby. And I still do when I listen to it by myself. So that's the kind of treat that you're in for if you haven't heard it. I cannot listen to that song and not cry. And see, which is funny because that also would make like my all time favorite songs list, but I very rarely listen to it because I know what it does to me emotionally. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that I would put up on like my favorites list that I don't listen to with any regularity because I think that holds part of the meaning to me. It's like, it's like a sacred thing that I don't commonly listen to. Like, I understand that. Those are all like almost all of those are on that part portion. Um, one more for the Avid Brothers is uh, "Trouble Letting Go," banger. Oh, I've sad, got that written sad, on my sad, list sad, right now. But bittersweet banger. Um, "Stay Alive" by Jose Gonzalez is a masterpiece. True art. Uh, "Better Man" by Judah and the Lion, very good song. That's something that. Speaking of Jude and the Lion, their for their their album, uh, the first one I heard, "Full Cop and Roll," beautiful dude. That that whole album is is just it's incredible. So much energy, and like they they're able to pull off singing some very positive messages in a not cheesy way, which is I think very hard to do. Um, and I've got like a mountain of memories tied to that. I used to listen to that album when I would go over to Columbia to visit my friends in Missouri. Uh, I got to see that band twice on their tour for that album at these tiny little shows with like a hundred, hundred, 120 people each tickets were like 20 bucks. I was like 15 feet from the stage of both of them. Like that, that album is like colossal to me. Super, super good. There's, there's you know, a lot I've of got, on that album that are that are really good. I've got a friend who went through a massive Judah and the Lion phase that saw and I think she's seen them in concert like seven times. Yeah. She's she's had backstage passes enough times that one time she made them a cake and brought it to them backstage. Mm-hmm. And then like the next show that she went to, they remembered her by name. Oh, so those small shows are really special. Yeah, they're great. Um, oh, another great band that I discovered in high school that I actually still listen to quite a bit is Finnish Ticket. Mm. They're a rock band. They opened for a 21 Pilots concert, the first concert I ever went to. And turns out I listen to their music more than 21 Pilots right now. Mm. I went and saw them. They haven't made new music in like three years. So like they just released some stuff this past summer and it's awesome. You should go check it out. 
that was my little plug there for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so other, I'm looking at my little list that I've made. Um, I've got Roll Away Your Stone on there. Ooh. Because that song, you can scream every word at the top of your lungs and it's a blast. <laughs> um, holding On To You, that's 21 cool. Pilots. That's a good one. We also did that actually not too long ago. We went and got Gads and <laughs> jammed to that. It was right after I had that. Uh, actually, it wasn't right after. It was like three hours after I had a cappuccino from Spencer's Coffee in Bowling Green. And I was like, uh, I was geeked, man. I was twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got I to gotta burn some energy. Let's go get some donuts. That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever heard the song Band on the Run by Paul McCartney and Wings? No. If you haven't, you should listen to it. That's one of my favorites. I heard that at a restaurant the other day, and it made me very happy. Hmm. Um, That's Where You're Wrong by the Arctic Monkeys. Hmm. It's like the very last song on one of their very obscure albums, whose title is uh, Suck It and See. Hmm. That is the name of the album. And I bought that CD. And you know how, like, the rapper, they've got that one that, like, seals the top edge of the... Yeah. CD box, how it always has the title printed on it. Yeah. Well, somehow that was still like lying in the car, and I was driving Dad around in my car, <laughs> and he picks us up. He's like, "Suck it and see," and just kind of gives me this look, which I'm sure you can very well see in your head. I've, I can see it in my mind. <laughs> he's like, "Is that an appropriate album?" I'm like, "I promise, it's okay." I promise that. It's, I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> but that's why you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. Sorry. It's a great song. Um, and then I'm going to plug one from Catfish in the Bottleman. It's called Seven. Just Seven. The number seven. Okay. They've got a normal version and an acoustic version. Both are very good. Hmm. Um, and then I will also say Adeline by The Dip. Ooh, I just listened to that the other day, actually. Yeah. If you get the chance to see them in concert, you should definitely go. They're a lot of fun. Dude, they they got some uh, they got some groove. Oh yeah. It's like what's fun is because they're not very big, they have to play small venues, but they're a band of like seven or eight guys on this very small stage. So like they're playing very energetic music very energetically, but they can't like move around and do much because they can't move. It's just not enough space for it. <laughs> yeah, not enough space for it. But uh, yeah, hmm. I think that's about everything I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And we are kind of running longer than we have ever run. Oh snap! Yeah, we hit like about nineteen minutes on that first try, and we're at twenty minutes on the second try. Oh. We're, we're usually like at 20 minutes, we're like, oh man, we're running out of steam. But <laughs> if we find the right topic. Hey, it'll help. Um, oh yeah, I want to apologize to our listeners. Um, thank you for being so patient with us. Um, as you're probably both all aware, Matt and I are both in college and we're both very busy. So it's hard for us to record. We, we recorded like a week and a half ago. And, um, basically 
Matt's half of the audio uh, got lost to the annals of the internet. So I could upload my half of the conversation where you would hear me talk, and then there'd be this weird, awkward silence where Matt should be saying stuff. You can just guess. And then I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's why there's been such a long break. Like, there should have been one in the middle that just is completely unusable. We also had Sarah on as a guest that time, which would have been fun, but again, it's lost. So Rip in peace, Sarah. That was probably Rip the best thing we've ever done, and now we're never going to get it back. <laughs> well, we'll have her on again. Um, I'm going to challenge you, Matt. I have kind of a small list of uh, ideas that we could talk about mm -hmm. for topics. I kind of want you to pick one and take a lead on it mm -hmm. if you want. Like, you know, I'd be happy to. Whatever. I've got one written down here that I think you'd be passionate about that maybe we could talk about next time. Dinosaur? I just have the word. Huh? Dinosaurs? It's not dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> Five-year-old Matt would have been all over that. I would have, dude. Up to up to nine-year-old Matt would have been. <laughs> no, I just have on this list just one word that says Sasquatch. Oh. And I would just, I would like to discuss Sasquatch. I would. That be, would be kind of fun. I'd be very excited so, to do that. When is the Florida College Film Festival? Uh. I don't know. It's in April at some point. It's in April. Oh, I yeah. thought it was in like, I thought it was like this month. No, they, it was supposed to be, but they pushed it back, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but uh, I am doing a project with one of my very good and very talented friends, Jared Stano, and we will be doing a film for the Film Fest. Okay, because I thought it would be kind of fun to wait for the Film Fest have all that done and finished so that it's posted somewhere. Probably you guys will probably post it on YouTube, right? Uh, something probably. Okay. As long as people can watch it, I think it'd be kind of fun to do like a director's commentary. Oh, snap. Where, like I can watch it and then like, we can just talk about, just talk about it, talk about making it. Mm. I think that'd be kind of a neat idea. I don't know. Whatever it is. Between that, could now be, and then, that could be a lot of fun. Between now and then, just maybe think of something, and I want you to take the lead on one, because I've kind of been driving this boat, and now I want you to drive the boat, because I'm sunburnt. Fair enough. I'm jumping very deep into this metaphor, and I need to stop. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta bail. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta bail. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking on water. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Um. yeah so I enjoy talking to you about this because like I mentioned earlier that was a big part of our bonding was us sharing music and kind of performing it in the car by ourselves <laughs> that's true um, the singing and like pounding on the dashboard and steering wheel and stuff oh yeah so it was a big part of our time together and i always enjoy doing it when we do hang out again yeah, it's so, a, lots of lots of cherished moments so thanks for talking to me about it because it's it's a lot of fun oh dude of course thank you for for having me on the show as usual <laughs> 
yes you're welcome the co-host is like thank you for inviting me thank you thank you thank you you're like the the guy on you know like each late night guy has his little lackey that sits on the couch and like (laughs) ping pongs off of his jokes yeah like ah thanks for inviting me conan i don't know why i picked conan he's got the little guy from uh elf yeah andy richter sure man i don't know i don't know why i know that but i do i don't even watch conan well neither do i all right whatever um okay well this has been fun it sure has it sure has all right we're gonna wrap this thing up thank you guys for listening and for being patient with us while we uh struggle to record um if you enjoyed it please share it with a friend it does mean a lot whenever i talk to people and you say hey i listen to your show it means a lot um you know share us if you liked it if you didn't like it share it with someone you hate (laughs) i came up with that on my own and i'm really happy with it (laughs) but i'm glad you are (laughs) (laughs) um all right i've been jesse and he's been matt Mm -hmm. Uh, until next time stay sweet see you guys